yo, that joke you do about Trump is so funny. Oh, thank you. It's risky, yeah. but it's funny. They cut it out of HBO. I did it for uh, Def Jam, but they didn't want to play it because they were scared. Really? Yeah. I was like, why y'all didn't put my show? Because everybody liked it. And they went crazy. Like, that's how I ended. And they went crazy. And I was like, why would y'all cut that out? Like, He's like, why the true. fuck would you cut out my fame, bitch? This is what's going to take me to the <laughs> right? level. I would have got so many death threats. Like, <laughs> But, yeah, they kind of was too scared to play it. Wow. They didn't, want no, they, didn't want no, they didn't want no smoke. I'm like, come on, Have man. you heard her Trump joke? Um, no. Not really yeah, it's just I'm about, sure. like, they don't shoot presidents no more. Pretty much, like, shoot him, you know, and DC sniper, all that stuff, and then... <laughs> First person who shoot him, that'll be the person to make America great again. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it was a good, it's a good closer, and uh, they cut that shit out. I was like, "That's funny." Did it air already? Yeah, it aired like in uh, December, I think. Oh shit, I'm way past. Yeah, you passed. I ain't listen to your podcast. We just said fuck, nigga. We up in this bitch. We supporting the fuck out each other because that's what we do. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I ain't watching your shit. You ain't listening to my <laughs> shit, nigga. We just existing in these streets. I see you in the okay. <laughs> But we working on shows together, so That's we are supporting up. one another. This is how it works. This yes, it the shows down. that we are booked on together. Yeah, I know, bitch. We do not show up at each other's shows if we are not on the show. <laughs> Right, we are just not there. Oh, that's crazy. But that's because everybody I has things. But you know what, though? Yeah, we're busy. We're that's actually working. Is. Like, I don't, I don't. I don't hold no grudges to any people that don't show up or even people that don't listen to my podcast. Like, mm-hmm. for one, I'm not in the market for um, trying to get a slew of my my own people to listen to my podcast. Right. I'm trying to, you know, put this out to the masses. Right. Anyway, uh, right. but if you happen to listen, that yes. would be great. No yeah. big deal if you don't. I and get it. it. No, but it's cool. It's cool. Um, and I will because I do. I just didn't know, like, where I was at. But so no, you're going to no, be listening no. to my podcast? I am going to All the time? Or your episode? I'll see how good yeah. it is. I'm just like, <laughs> that'll determine if I listen to it continuously. She said, I'll see how good it is. <laughs> but I will listen. And it, well, no, it should be dope. It should be dope. Yeah. yeah. Well, heads up. Because you had some pretty cool guests. I saw Corey Bell did it. Corey Bell. And um, who else? But Lisa Lair. Lisa Lair, Corey Bell, Ballhead. Oh, cool. Ballhead's episode is really good, actually. Okay. And he yeah, is my most listened to episode. Good. Yeah. So I probably listen to that one. Yeah. But I'm just telling you now, it's not like joke, 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 right? Mm-hmm. It's like just chilled and we talking about his story. This is on now? We podcasting his, right now? Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Are we casting right now? Is this is what's going on? Okay. I haven't, I haven't introduced you yet, but. Okay. Just like the pre. This is just shit I try to get. I just try to get people to talk and have fun and enjoy themselves. Foreplay. Foreplay. We're foreplaying. Yes, exactly. I We're cast it. playing. This is cute to your laptop. Thank you. I try to make dreams come true. Yes. So, um. Sometimes there's just nothing left to say. Sometimes Kelly will say it anyway. Sometimes there's just nothing left to say. I want to thank our sponsors, She Funny, a platform created to encourage funny women of color to be empowered in their funny by offering various resources and online visibility. And also our friends here at Cards Against Humanity for their hospitality and donated studio space. I appreciate you both. Hey, 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 what up, y'all? It is your girl, Kelly Howard, and we are here on Kelly Talks. I've had a really fun and exciting week, and I'm super excited to introduce my guest, who I performed with this past Friday at the Dollhouse. It was a pretty dope show. Um, if you go on my vlog, you can actually see images of that. Uh, I posted it a couple weeks ago. Anywho, this... Well, I didn't post it a couple weeks ago, but by the time this show come out, it'll have been a couple weeks, so that's why I said that. Let's just be, you know... <laughs> completely open here <laughs> um my guest today you may have seen her on dev comedy jam you may have seen her on kevin hart's heart of the city um or you may just see her around chicago acting a hot mess um or checking out her ig because her stories are hilarious every other day my husband is like did you see that thing i just that tanisha posted on her ig so uh i want y'all to give a warm welcome right now to my guest miss tanisha rice Hello. aka just niche what's up boo? hey guys where's the dj i should get like a applause break or something where are the sound effects kelly Come on. there you go i'll include them on the on the post oh, okay. edit yeah i got you <laughs> Thank i got you. you hey y'all 
Welcome. How you been? I've been really good. I was very excited to come down here today because usually one to three is my nap time. (laughs) So I decline everything. People be like, can you do my? I'd be like, no. But I was like, oh, yeah, I do Kelly's because I like Kelly. I saw you. How do you prepare for shows? You said take a nap. Girl, that's for (laughs) real. Like, I nap. I need it because I be up. I didn't go to bed last night until, like, almost four. You do be up. I be be checking up up your snap. And you don't be doing shit but Snapchatting. (laughs) (laughs) You don't even like me doing. You don't be up because you, like, out making moves nigga you is at the crib making faces on snapchat and that's usually because that's i'm i'm winding down that's when i've just got in the house from a show and i'm still pretty drunk so that's how i kind of wind down i snapchat till i get sleepy and that's it so yes i need a nap so one to three is like critical for me but i rock with kelly so i came i sacrificed my nap and i'll be in traffic on the way back home so i really oh yeah you going south i'm gonna be in traffic till tomorrow actually if you get out of if we get out of here right at three you won't I might just be you'll you'll, you'll you'll surpass it, yeah. But mm. if you if we get out of here any moment after three, three oh three, I'm burnt up. You definitely will be sitting for like 45, 50 yeah, minutes, and that's gonna be sucky. But well, thank okay. you. I appreciate you Thanks putting in that sacrifice. Yeah, you know, yeah, anything for my boo. I have seen. <laughs> I have seen you go from. I remember when you first started, oh, and gosh. then now where you are today, and it is just so much growth, and it's Ooh. so amazing. Like you are here killing the oh, game right now. Thank you. I really am just trying to. Stay consistent, man, and just keep at it. You now, know, just keep at it. Now, what made you start comedy? What was the thing that was like, oh, this is this is this is what I should be doing? Girl, I don't know. My friends actually made me start. That was not comedy. Was not my plan. Was not my dream. Was not. I just enjoy comedy, so I would drag them to comedy shows, and they were like typical black audience women <laughs> who weren't <laughs> impressed with anybody. I started at a stick room, the DJs. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, they just didn't think anybody was funny. And they were like, you funnier than all these people, and you should get on stage. And that's kind of what happened. I kind of got drunk. So you started out at stick room? I started at stick room, girl, yes. That, you know what? That's yeah. why you're a beast. Because you got to start in, I started out at Ballhead room. Okay. I was like, you know what I mean? Yeah. You got to start out at them really aggressive-ass rooms. And yes. if you can get past that, you can get past anything. Yeah. It's been <laughs> a breeze. Like, this would be a breeze because, you know, Stick's so funny. Like, it wasn't that the comics weren't funny. It's just that Stick was up here with his energy and everybody really came for him. So if you wasn't matching yeah. that, everybody was like, okay, next. And that's, that's so kind of why my friends thought that nobody was funny because he was just so funny. But I started there. And then comics would see me and they told me to start moving around. And... You know, you got to get in jokes and you got to get out this night. Because so you was only going to DJs going every DJ. week. Like, nigga, I'm killing DJs on a weekly basis. I'm killing week. DJs on <laughs> Thursday, killing Thursday. And they're like, no, this ain't it. Like, but you was generating a lot of material because you can't come back with the same material every week because right. he have a lot of the same yeah, people. Same crowd. Yeah. And uh, so I was just working on my little new, everything was new. So it was, <laughs> this week life. I'm going to try this joke, this week I'm going to try that joke. And that was just it. And I started moving around and then... um Bam, I don't know. It just kind of, the ball was rolling. and um, here we So are. how long has it been now? It's six years in April. It'll be six years April Six 21st. years in April. Yeah, my last anniversary. I should have like a show. Six, uh, yeah. But not really. Maybe <laughs> I, was like, I was like, or 10. I was thinking yeah, that too. 10, I was like, or yeah, 10. Because I really don't even be caring. People be like, how long have it been? I'm like, six. So yeah, maybe 10 years. But even with, it's like, I really don't care about it. But you came out the gate running. You end up touring with a lot of big names. Who have you toured with so far? Um, I toured with Dick Gregory. I toured with D-Ray Davis. So those are like the tour. But I've opened up for uh, Mike Epps, Sedgwick Entertainer. Um, that's about it. <laughs> well, that's I mean, still I mean, a lot. I mean, a lot, though, of, right? a lot of six people, years. You know, yeah. So that was really yeah good. Yeah. That's a big deal because you know most people they say that you don't really get you don't really find your voice in comedy until mm-hmm. you've been doing it like seven to ten years. Like Woo. that's when you really. And yeah. I feel like you. It's getting dark. Yeah, my, I think my voice is coming out. And it's really dark. You said it's getting dark. <laughs> My voice ain't shit, <laughs> but it's it's cool. But I'm just more comfortable with letting people know certain things. This first, is it. Yeah, like that's it's okay. Like, I wouldn't talk about half the stuff I talk about now. You know, three years ago, because I'm still trying to. You know, I was still worried about like, oh, they don't like liked? this joke, right? Yeah, and uh, you know, it's risky, or you know, that's not you shouldn't laugh at that. But it's like, no, it's okay, and it's funny, and it's my story. So like it or don't like it, this is what you're gonna get. And they've been really taken to it. So I was like, okay. Have you found any subject come up that you're uncomfortable talking about? Um, no. N- well, I do have this. Uh, rape, Are you uncomfortable talking about it now? 
No, <laughs> okay. I'm not uncomfortable. I just don't want anybody to have been through that, and then they really get offended. Like, I don't want no lady coming up to me at the show like, y'all got raped. You know, because it's like a rape joke. And, have you um, ever been raped? I haven't been raped. I wanted to be. No, but <laughs> I was horny one time. I was hoping for it. Um, <laughs> but so that's pretty much like that. The joke goes. And like I said, and it was like, because all the whole Me Too movement. So everything was like, you know, yeah. rape is like a big deal right now. And uh, so that's pretty much it's the joke is about like I was horny and all that stuff. But, um, you know, people are like, that's not funny. I was raped when I was 16. You know, and I would hate for a young lady to be triggered. Yeah. You know, but it's like. I put a disclaimer out <laughs> before I do the joke, and then I, I act like I'm not gonna say it, so that way when the audience be like, "No, do it, do it," and I'm like, "No, nah, y'all can't handle it. This is too real." Then they be yeah. like, "Do it." So by the time I do it, they can't come up to me like, "Well, why you do that?" Because yeah. I kind of make them beg for it, and it's like, "It's your dumbass fault." And so you I shouldn't beg well. for it. That's how I wouldn't have did it. Yeah. So that's how I get away with it, and they like, "Oh, okay, yeah, you probably should." Mary Lindsay didn't play rape jokes at her club, boy. No. Like you can't, you can't talk about rape, domestic violence. Yeah, I forgot. Uh, she, uh, one she, so she told us the... don't talk about people getting shot in Chicago, like. And I'm like, okay. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> she had real strict rules for that. But, um, but rape can be a, a tough subject to... Yes, and yeah. I used to hold back. I used to didn't do it. I only did it at certain places because I knew, like, the crowd was like... But now I do it everywhere. And uh, it's cool. It, it goes over well most of the time. Sometimes they go, ooh, you know. But yeah. then it's like, okay, I clean it up at the end of it. How, how do you generate comedy content for your like how do you what's your process what do Ooh, you do you know what I don't really have a process I'm usually just living life and then something to come to me or something to happen and I kind of just jot it down if it's funny you yeah. know and try to work around it being funny but yeah I don't I don't have a process and just kind of stuff just hit me now you do know? you go back and revisit a joke after you so say like for instance like the trump joke that you mm -hmm. have yeah. uh, which by the way i think is hilarious thank you um but did you like come up with the concept of why presidents ain't ain't dying no more why is this not a thing you know what i'm saying yeah. did you come up with that concept and then go back and rewrite all of those other things that you yes. included in a joke because it, yes. it's a very full joke yeah i add on to it uh all the time and that's why i host you know my monday night so that i'm able to just take a joke and punch it up and work, work you know, work it until I have, like, a whole little bit about it. But okay. So that was, like, the funniest thing. That was, like, the all I had of, like, they don't shoot presidents no more. Like, that was it. Like, I would just say that, and that would be it. And they'd be like, oh, that's crazy. And then, you know, you do it again, and then something just comes out. And, like, so you record yourself, so you kind of know. Sometimes, Monday night, I just be riffing. Riffing, yeah. And so. So you don't write it all, though. You just get on stage and perform uh, I write it. it in my phone. But, oh, man, okay. man, notes. But I don't sit and write out a whole joke. I'll write out what's funny, and then I'll just kind of work it and see what comes out. And usually some funny stuff come out, and I'll just keep it. Now, you know what I find interesting is that I, well, I, you may talk about this a lot, but I don't hear it a lot. You don't talk a lot about your child because you have a baby, right? Mm -hmm. How old is? He will be 10 um, next week, 21st. 21st. So, yeah, the big one. I do that joke when I have time. So depending on, <laughs> when I, I mean, time. depending on how much time I have. So mm -hmm. I do have a, a, a go. It kind of flows after my abortion jokes. I talk about him. Okay. And then, um, yeah, so it, if sometimes if I don't have time, I don't do it. But mostly I talk about how I'm not there. And why would I put another baby on my mom? Like so, like he's oh, like a brother, you. you know, like Talk that. About that. Yeah. And uh, but yeah, and then I have some jokes about his school because I paid tuition that I can't afford. But <laughs> but that's like really like when I'm headlining, you get all that extra stuff about him. Okay. So, but yeah, but not really. I what has know. been the most challenging thing in your career with having a with having a child? Oh, just being away, yeah. being away. It was real hard when I first started because he was only like four. And it was just like I was out every night, you know, trying to do comedy. And, you know, when you first start doing it, people don't understand. Like, why you got to be out every night? Why you you got to understand what it feels like to be on stage all the time and get that comfort level. Yeah, but it's hard yeah. for them to get it because they're like, okay, you know, you're not even making no money and you're gone all the time. But So that was probably the hardest part was uh, just being gone from him, being away, working every night, and them not getting it. What was your job prior to comedy? I did social work. Oh, so you were just like in the daytime anyway, working, and then you would be home at, in the evening mm -hmm. and on the weekends. Yeah. yeah. So it was rough. A huge shift for him. Mm-hmm. It was rough. But um, everybody got used to it. It's, it's gotten a lot better. And then the older he gets, it's a lot better, and a lot easier. His father is very active in his life, too, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Because yeah, I see a lot of images and stuff of that. To help. So that's good, too. That and is then, good. Like, between his dad and my mom, I'm like, and like my brother, like everybody like is... 
had a lot of support. So I've been able to do a lot. That, That's amazing. You know, some comics can do because they don't have nobody watch their kids. You know, just small yeah. stuff. Or they got to be at work. Or they got to do. So I have a lot of support. I told my mom to quit my job. I thought she was going to be like, no. And uh, she was like, go ahead. Uh, we can put your stuff. I had a bar apartment. She's like, can you afford your rent? I was like, what, <laughs> two and a half years in comedy? I'm like, no, nah, I'm still getting $50 a show. Like, no, nah, I can't afford nothing. And so she was like, well, we can put your furniture in storage. You come back home. So I moved back home, quit my job. and Nice. Yeah, and I thought she was really going to be like, girl, shut up. You know, no, don't quit your job. You're making no money. But And she had never been none of my shows. Like, So she didn't even know what was She funny. just believed you from she afar. She did. And, you know, and she just... Uh, she was rocking with it, so it was, like, full speed ahead after that. So I got to, you know, work, go out of town. I got to, like, you know, really be active and do what I wanted to do. So, yeah, so my brother watches them. I said I got a lot of family. Did you come up in a two-parent household? I did, but it was rocky. Yeah, my daddy, he uh, he was crazy. <laughs> but he was there, and then my mom didn't leave him till we got grown. I was just waiting. I got to get grown. You kept us in this toxic house. <laughs> Now we all crazy because you know <laughs> left. Hey, he left his ass when we was three. Bitch. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> we will be a lot better now. I'm an alcoholic too, you know. So that's so funny. That's so true. She but that's did. So, yeah. yeah. She just let us sit in there, and he was like, "My dad was on drugs. He's alcoholic." He's like, he was really wilding out, and um, she just. Stayed. And your mom was the complete opposite of that. Yeah, my she mom was, was super church, saved, church of God in Christ, go to church three times a week. And she was with him. And I'm like, you are crazy for real, too. And uh, it was just, the dynamic was Those stupid. good girls love them some bad boys. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, sometimes you got to let it go. And yeah. that prayer wasn't working. Like, yeah. I guess she was trying to wait on him to come around. No. And, uh, yeah, so we got grown, and she finally left. Do you deal with your father at all today? Like, do I you, do. Everybody's yeah. a lot better now. He moved to Indianapolis and uh, got his life together. And oh, he's, so he's clean. Probably not, but he, he he's dependent. You know, he used to be dependent on my mom, yeah. but now he at least, you know, on his own. he's not jacking up nobody else's life, you know, yeah. so the choices he make only affect him, and that's fine. But he was jacking us all up with his choices, so, but he's good. I just He was just in town. He called me drunk as hell. This was two days ago. That's why he's like, no, he's not clean. He was drunk. <laughs> he's not clean. And, like, he, it was, like, 12 o'clock in the afternoon, and I was out of town, and he was just calling to see. He had came to Chicago, so he was just making his rounds, calling his kids. It's only three of them, like so. And he was just drunk, and it's, but that's just how he is. And he, he's cool. He's a lot better now. He be sending me money and stuff. Like he never did that. Like when we grew up, he would take our money. We were working. My, <laughs> my brother and I were working. He would take our money. Oh no! Yeah, all through the night in the house, in the house, two o'clock in the morning, three o'clock in the morning. Oh, he would come in and just take it. He would come in and ask for it. Oh, okay. And we would give it to him because we right. were kids. We know about that. But, yeah, so all of night, he'd come in and get money. He'd go out and be in the streets. And uh, never, like, gave us money. Didn't have it to give because he blew his money. So, girl, he give us money now. I guess he be trying to make up for, like, all that bullshit. But it was real. He's better. He's better. I love him to death. But, yeah, it was, girl, my brother. So as soon as my brother got old enough, you know, to fight, you know, that's what started happening. Because, you know, he would be going crazy on my mama when she wouldn't give him no money. And your brother was like, no, nah, we're not, not having no more, that. you know. Yeah. You know, when they get bigger, like, as soon as they think they can. So that started happening, girl. And um, now that's it. And when she still stayed until we got wrong. <laughs> and I, thought, so I was like, you did not have to do that. Like, at all you wasted all those years. Wow. But um, they better, too. Like I said, they talk. Like she said, everybody happy because he's not messing with nobody. Right, stuff. you're in your own space. You're in your own space, and like whatever you got going on, you dealing with it. So if you get fired, he would get fired, you. girl, every three months. So he collect unemployment. Oh, and this he was, was purposeful. Yeah, he would work. He would get a job because he he was with he was a vet, so he never had like problem finding work. Like I don't know how my daddy found jobs because he was uh he went through so many, and uh, but he would always find a job, girl. He would work. For long enough to collect unemployment, then get fired, then be sitting around for six months, blowing his money, keeping everybody up. It was just the worst. And that was a cycle. And that was all he do. You come home from school, he on the couch, drunk. <sighs> Danny oh out. Yeah. God. So we did that our whole childhood. That was just what it was. That's and, uh, interesting. It is. And it's it's funny. Do um, you talk about any of that in your stand-up? I don't much. Yeah, I don't. I don't talk about my daddy. I think I did. I think I had one joke, and I don't even do it no more. And it was like uh, alcoholism was the only thing my daddy gave me. But <laughs> <laughs> I never, uh, you know, branched off into any of that. 
Yeah. And like I said, it may come, you know, I'm sure one day I will. Do you feel like you avoid it purposefully or Um, it just hasn't come up for you? It hasn't come up. And like I said, I don't want to put him in a bed. Like, but that's just kind of what it was because like. That's so sweet of you. I talk shit about my parents so much. (laughs) I just be like, this is my life and this is what happened. Yeah. Uh-uh. That's so sweet. I I haven't. Because he do come to my shows. Like when I go to Indianapolis, he always come out and support. Oh, that's dope. So I definitely wouldn't do it if he was there. But, you know, he don't never come to my shows. I mean, you know, I do a lot of shows where he's not at. So I could really do it and not feel bad, but. We'll see. But yeah, I don't. I don't talk about it. So how many siblings did you have growing up? Got two. I have an older sister and an older brother. Oh, so you the baby. I am. Yeah, lucky me. That's Mm -hmm. amazing. So yeah, my sister's like 10 years older than me. That's my daddy's daughter, but she came and moved with us when when she was 10. So I was a baby. So she lived with us our whole life. Okay. And got mama. I don't know what's going on with her mama. She was like, here, take your daughter. Deal with this. <laughs> yeah, take your daughter. And she, my mama raised her like uh, she was her own. So it was cool. Did she see her mom at all? She did. Oh, I'm just okay. trying to see, like, what the hell. I guess she just was like, y'all doing better than me. So take her. Yeah, yeah well, uh, Mina mom lives. I mean, Mina mom. Mina mom doesn't. Mina lives with us. Okay. His, Mike's daughter. Okay. Yeah, but the condition seems a little different if your dad was an alcoholic. <laughs> it's like, right. <laughs> like the difference. <laughs> <laughs> Like yeah, I know I'm giving my baby to an alcoholic, but he yeah. got a, he got a chick over there that can help. That can help. <laughs> like that's that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, she might have been. Her mom might have been on some drugs. Too. Oh okay. So, you so know. yeah. Pick your poison, right? Pick, right. <laughs> Pick my both. So I, don't know. Like, I think she'd be better with an alcoholic than a heroin addict. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's so terrible. <laughs> that's cool so you so what did you know growing up what did you think you were gonna do when you got older like did you have a plan you said you went to college I, I did go to that. college uh, what did you, you I majored in I went to USC and uh, I majored in psychology so I thought ideally I would be like a counselor or a psychologist hence social work yeah that makes sense but you graduated I graduated and went to grad school oh shit you got a master's I would have if I would have did my internship, but I started comedy, so I had to choose. Because I had to do, they wanted like 700 hours, and I was still working full-time. So my internship, I would have to work at this clinic from like five, six to 11, three nights a week. Oh, wow. So I had to pick between that or do comedy three nights a week. And I never got my master's. I started comedy. Because I was like, I can't do all of it. Because I already wasn't in the house. Yeah. So I would have been gone seven nights a week, seven nights a week. So yeah, I and your son comedy. been like, I ain't got no mama. Exactly. <laughs> What's yeah. that? What is that, right? So yeah, so I chose comedy, and I don't regret it. I just regret them student loans I racked up, but that's okay. I you got a lot. Yes, I do have a lot. Yeah, um, getting a master's, I can imagine. So that's just dumb. I'm waiting on uh, the government. They, they're talking about like discharging student loans and stuff. So it's a lot of floating around about that. So I'm not gonna pay them. I'm just gonna hope for the best. <laughs> We're just gonna hold out for that deal that's coming through because it's coming. I've been seeing a lot of articles about it, and um, yeah, I'm just gonna wait that out. I actually got not to brag, but I end up getting lucky with my student loans because I have multiple sclerosis. So they just wrote the shit off as a disability. Really? How? My doctor just you know put in the paperwork and was like, these are her conditions. This is the likelihood of her being able to sustain a full time regular job. You know, and this is what that looks like. And they was like, okay. We write it off, and I have to be in this program, though, for three. Not a program, but they're, I'm just on, like, watch for three years. So if I make more than the poverty line on my taxes, <laughs> then they're they going to give me the shit back. You know what I'm saying? Um. But for the next – but the, the, the good thing about that is as an artist – and I ain't going to – look, I'm, I'm kind of <laughs> excited about it. But, but as an artist, my husband – is the primary breadwinner of the household. My money is sporadic. You know mm, what I mean? Like yeah. I can be caught, I can be balling out of control, or I can be struggling out of control. You yeah, know what I mean? Like it ebbs and flows. <laughs> so uh, that is one of the good things, and I'm hoping I can just maintain that for the next three years. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. <laughs> or two years. What can I get? To and, get yeah. What can you get? <laughs> and it come with a medical marijuana car, bitch. MS yes. is the shit. No. <laughs> I need something. What can a doctor write? What can That's a doctor write? What's going on with up. you? Yeah, I know something. I just don't have no uh, health care insurance, so I, I know I need to go get a physical or something so they can diagnose me. Diagnose? You just, what? What, what they diagnosing you with? Something, right. I'll be having pains. <laughs> like, Where the pains be at? Uh, probably in my liver or my kidneys, like some organs or some shit. So I'm like, yeah, let me go get checked out. But I did sign up for Obamacare. I caught it right before it last year. So I, uh, I do think I have health insurance. I do have to pay them this money. 
But I do think I'll be able to go to the doctor next month. I'm excited see what's for going you. On. Me too. You look excited. I am. Because it's like, I've just been out here. I don't know what the fuck going on. You're just out here living. You know, yeah. ain't eating right, ain't sleeping, drinking every day. Like, I know. Like, I'm fucking something up. I am killing myself somehow. I am. So, um, I'm going to go get just, a, you know, physical. But I don't, sometimes you don't want to go because they ain't going to tell you some shit you don't want to hear. Yeah. And it's like, I'd rather just not know. you rather just not know and wake up one day, nigga, in a different land. Mm-hmm. In a different universe. Like, what happened? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because then you'll be expecting shit. Or you'll be like, oh, fuck, woe is me. But, yeah, if you don't know. Bitch. That's so true. When yeah. I when I got diagnosed with bipolar mania, I held on to that label for so long. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm crazy. I'm crazy. It wasn't until I had to step back and look at my life in perspective mm-hmm. and say, okay, what instability within your emotional develop has happened to mm-hmm. make you react to situations like this? And after looking at it more objectively, I was able to get a hold of it and say, no, you're not bipolar. You just need to learn how to deal with your emotions better without letting people trigger you. Mm-hmm. You know, but you don't know that when what they would trigger you? you. Just anything like not not any particular thing, but I would get upset or have depressive moments where I'm sad and you know maybe I go to sleep and wake up the next morning and everything's fine I'm having a great day and then I don't know maybe I get in a car accident or somebody hits me and now this then fucked up my whole week and now Mm -hmm. I'm you know and and to me I don't think it was bipolar like I told the lady I said this is my version of processing shit that comes into my life like if, Mm -hmm. if something happens I get angry versus being able to look at it objectively but if that's the case half of the fucking America is bipolar because they get pissed off and, and act mm-hmm. irrational in the midst of things when they don't understand people. it. And you sometimes know? it'd be really minor shit. It'd be minor shit. And that's what it's I had like, to, yeah, I had to step back and realize like, okay, you just don't understand how to approach things from a more balanced emotional state. Yeah. You know, like you just were never given those tools. You wasn't raised in a household where they dealt with their emotions mm-hmm. through communication or objective thinking. It was like, bitch, what? That's the yeah. kind of household you grew up into Ooh. the attack. You know, so it's like terrible. You you and and, and and when you analyze things from that standpoint, I think we get so much further in our lives when we step back to see why versus just taking on a label that somebody oh I'm bipolar now let me start popping these pills mm-hmm. right it's like am I really dealing with the emotional instability or am I just masking it and what the pills do I don't know I ain't take them oh. <laughs> what they supposed to do? normalize your moods I guess normalize your moods or whatever but mm-hmm. I was like I don't feel like I'm a creative mm-hmm. and sometimes I do think differently and Sometimes I I may react to certain stuff, but I feel like me just calming who I am as an individual in in its entirety. Did you start, like, meditating? Yep. You know, that's what I did. We were supposed to actually have a meditation session, but I think they're doing massages. Oh, Oh, yeah. So meditation do work. But, yeah, meditation, absolutely. I started meditating. I started, like, three years ago Mm -hmm. where I was. I'm not going to say three. I started around the time that heaven was alive and then when she passed away i tried to start like really getting serious about it but i would still miss i would like do like two days and then if i miss a third or a fourth day then i'm like fuck it and now i'm off for three four weeks you know what i'm saying and my diet yeah and that's like (laughs) Like, like, sporadic while out three months if you mess up that one time that's all it takes it's like oh well i'm off the wagon i might as well walk you know (laughs) what's the point of jumping back on i can just walk the rest of the distance and that's like literally how i was looking at meditation but then i something happened i don't know what happened oh oh when the infidelity in my marriage when that happened it was such a blow for me Mm -hmm. like i was like yo and I was spazzing. Like, I was showing up, nigga, at houses and beating on doors oh, and, no. like, following niggas. Like, I was on his ass, like, white on rice. Like, I, I had his location on his phone. Like, oh, I was no. super. That's deep. Like, bitch, what? You gonna cheat on me, nigga? Like, I got crazy. So, I had to step back. Damn. And I moved out. And when I moved out, I started meditating okay. in my when I was on my own. And I started doing it every day. And then I was like, oh, shit. And then I started reacting to things differently like shit would happen and i would have like a moment of like huh mm-hmm. and then i would respond which was interesting because i never had a huh moment mm-hmm. of thinking before just snapping a fuck out i was right. very reactive and when i started noticing that that little moment of thought i was like oh shit meditation does kind of work you do kind of slow down cool. yeah chant too it's like a so chant. i don't ch- i want to chant i've mm-hmm. tried chanting once i mm-hmm. bought like the the beads now i wear it as a bracelet because oh, <laughs> I cute. yeah I'm yeah this is and and you know when you chant you just you say the the chant whatever the ch- chant is like the one we all know 
Mm-hmm. Yum no reggae kio, right? So mm-hmm. if I were to say that, I would say it and then move a B and then move a B all the way till you go around mm-hmm. from this point to the end again. So it's like, oh. I forgot, 108 beats. Mm-hmm. So it's 108, 108 times. times you say it. And that's like the process. Of, and it takes roughly about 20 minutes. Okay. Yeah. And it's pretty cool though. I've tried it, but I haven't gotten. What does that mean? What? See, that's what I'm saying. I don't know enough about mm-hmm. some of these things that I be saying <laughs> to keep. Wrong yeah, show. to be keeping a. To keep, I think I forgot what I looked it up before. Be at peace. Be at peace. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, I had looked it up before. I don't remember because I've tried other meditative practices since then. Mm-hmm. But now I just do the more mindfulness practice of focusing on your breath. Okay. You know, breathing in and out, all that kind of stuff. So. Good. Yeah. So, what is your process? How do you start your day? Like, uh, with a strong nap. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I wake up to take a nap, but no, I get up. Like, I don't. I don't have a process. Like, I wake up, I take my son to school, and then I come home and I nap. <laughs> is that like that's it? That is it. Um, but you, I mean, you doing what you do, and I it's do, working. It's, so it's working. I did buy some books. I bought a couple of books because uh, I I try to read, but I usually just read on the road. You know, I haven't really started reading like at home. Mm-hmm. So because I'm, I'm sleepy, um, <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's crazy because it's like, ah, oh, how could we doing so much more? You know, and then like say working now, like I did, I have to get back into that because I was like really into it for when I did that program, but then I got a lot busier. And like I said, when I fall off, I fall the fuck off. Like, right. there's no halfway. It's either all like, or nothing. Let me stop at White Castles and get yeah. a 20-pack. and it's like, all <laughs> like, so I haven't even been working out lately. Like, yeah. I haven't. I go to a couple of classes a week, but I was going, like, every day, twice a day, you know. Um, so once that gets back going, I will. What What do you think is stopping you from just time? or? Um, No, because I got more than enough time to work out. Um, so I just, I can nap half the time. And yeah, go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I have more, so I have no excuse. I'm really like, I don't know. I'm like in the mood where I just am like, fuck it. And but then I'm like, I, I have to just get back on. I got to get back motivated because I'm just like, ah, oh, whatever. I'm gonna yeah. take this nap and I'm gonna eat and <laughs> be done. And so yeah, I just have to find my motivation because I lost it and I'm not sure why. I just was reading a book called Unfuck um, Yourself. Oh, I like that. I forgot who it's by. That um, sounds good. But he talked about how a lot of the stuff we do is just simply us being willing or not willing. Mm-hmm. That's it. He was like, we, we try to make it into a bigger different a deal. Like, oh, I'm just not motivated. Or you're just not willing mm-hmm. to put in the time to do it. Just be honest with yourself. Yeah. And, it, and he says something about admitting that helps you get over that hump. It's like, I'm not, I am willing to live unhealthy. Mm-hmm knowing that something could potentially happen versus mm-hmm. being willing to go to the gym, to the gym yeah. or I'm willing to like me, I'm willing to sleep that extra hour and then be rushing and being mm-hmm. late for shit because I didn't plan properly me too. versus getting up and, you know, doing it. And that's my biggest thing. Like I will, I need eight hours. Oh. I need eight hours, which means if I go to sleep at four in the morning, I'm getting up at two Yeah, because I need eight hours. It's just the way that my, or 12. 12. 12. Yeah. I was like, you got a little 12. extra. Like, that's hours, hours. That's what I was like, yeah, 12. I thought about it. Like, bitch, wait a minute. Yeah, it's uh, extended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> we said it at the same time. It's like our thoughts was <laughs> Yeah, but 12. You know, like I'm sleeping until 12, yeah. which is why I try to at least get in bed by midnight mm-hmm. so that I can be productive in the morning. Cause you get up at 8? I try to get up about 8-ish, 8 or 9, depending okay. on how late I go to sleep. Yuck. Depending on if I'm up watching your Snapchats. <laughs> uh- <laughs> At three, in the- <laughs> at three in the fucking morning. If I'm up watching your Snapchats, I'm probably not getting up at eight o'clock. That's hilarious. Yeah, and I, I do that. Like it's always late when I do that. When I do that, when I'm just laying in my bed, like singing and doing filters. It's because I just came in the house and I'm drunk and I'm not. I haven't wound down, wound down yet. You know, because my body, it's still. I still be up, mm-hmm. so I'll go home. Even if I go home at two, like I'll sit up. And like listen to music or watch Netflix until like four. I have to like literally. You like, are your you. Sh- I'm your switched. Time is switched. Yeah. yeah. So like you work I nights. Basically. I work yes, nights. So during the day, I'm like, I need my rest. I don't try. I'm try to overexert myself between like eight and five because yeah. that's my rest time. What's your? Uh, and I'm okay with that. What's your drink of choice? Because you say you be drunk. Oh, uh, Tito's vodka on the rocks with the lime. So that's what I enjoy drinking. Um, I used to drink everything, but now I just kind of stick with that because that works for me. Tequila, I be fighting. 
You literally. It's a different spirit. I get mean. I'm not even a mean person, but when I drink tequila, somebody else comes out. And I'll be like, damn, why would I do that? And I'll be like cussing and shit. I'll be just mad. So vodka works with my spirit. And, uh, and yeah, and that's just the end. Tito's is like gluten-free and shit, so. Is it? It is. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it's gluten-free and it has no sugar, so I don't have a hangover. When I wake up. Oh, nice. Yeah. Look and at I you in here performing. Yeah. Me on liquor. And uh, everybody's trying to compete with them. So there's a lot of other vodkas just coming out with, like, gluten-free. Because mm-hmm. Tito's been, like, killing everybody. And so now everybody's trying to get, like, this gluten-free shit. But that's why I drink it. So I wake up and I'm not hungover. And I can get really drunk. That's crazy. Yeah. She said I can get really drunk. Get yeah. Because usually you just be like, oh, I don't want to wake up feeling shitty. So I'm just going to chill right here. But. No, you can keep going. Because <laughs> you know that you're not going to wake up with a hangover. Exactly. So, But do you wake up feeling something? like? Sometimes I wake up still drunk. I wow. don't be hungover. But I'll be like, whoa, keep the party going. Like, you wake up and you still like, oh, yes, let's do it. But, yeah, I don't be hungover. But I have woke up a few times and I'm just And you can drunk. perform while drinking, too, because we talked about that. Yes, like, I had an edible I and you was like, bitch, perform. how do you do that high? I cannot uh, perform high. <laughs> I cannot. I have a couple times I was scared to death. I didn't know what was coming out of my mouth. Do you get high? I do edibles. I would I would do an edible just for leisure, but um, not performing. Not performing. Like after the show, I'll take one and just kind of chill and mellow out. But no, I cannot do it and get on stage. I'll be forgetting shit. I'll be it'd be just a different high. Those edibles are different. Huh? So so ultimately, what do you want to do with your career? What do you see this comedy thing going for you? Um, ultimately, like say after I tour the world doing stand up, um, because <laughs> I do want to just go all over the world and just perform stand up because I really love stand up. You've been auditioning more too though because I've been I have seeing you. Auditioning, so, is that a goal? so here comes the t- yeah, television is a goal. Um, so we're we're trying to venture into that. Um, I do have to take some acting classes because, you know, it's new for me mm-hmm. and I don't want to be like a shitty ass. You know, I don't want to just be like, oh, you just niche, so we want you in this movie because you just niche and then I'm shitty, you yeah. know. So I do want to be prepared to be great. Um, But, yeah, so television, uh, hopefully. And then, like I say, I like hosting shit. So, like, hopefully I'm able to just host, like, a lot of dope ass shit, uh, TV shows, awards, all that stuff. So, uh, we will see. But, yeah, the goal is just to start headlining all over the place. Headlining? You already headlining? Yeah, I, I've a headline, but I'm not, like, in the comedy clubs yet where they're like, oh, yeah, we want to just need to do a weekend. You right. Know? So that's, like, my ultimate goal is to get weekends at comedy clubs. And right now I do one-nighters, and that's fine. We'll start there. So they'll book me for one night, <laughs> and that'll be cool, too, you know. And uh, so, yeah, that's that's my ultimate goal is just to get – my little headlining game up and just able to like sell out shows all over the world and then um tv how was touring with d-ray it was dope i learned a lot um it was uh it was busy it was busy he do a lot of shows like we were adding shows every week and we were doing like 10 11 12 shows a weekend wow yeah so that's, that's pretty a amazing goal. yeah like shit like that like that's what i'm like trying to do um, so yeah, it was, it was dope. And then I learned, like I say, you just gotta keep writing, Yeah, you know, cause these people come back to see you. They don't want to hear that same shit. And yeah. I see comics, I see comics, they do the same shit for like 10, 12 years. It's like, you're not tired of that. Yeah. So I don't want to be that. I don't want to be stuck in a comfort zone and just, oh, I know this set going to kill and I'm just going to keep doing this set cause it works and everybody like it and I'm just done. But no. So D-Ray, I learned a lot because he's really fresh like he stay up on like new shit the crowd work like everything is just like fresh but every show it was like different nice. and i'm like that's dope as fucking so i'm sitting there and watching him every show 10 shows a weekend and then every show is like something is you know we still have our same bits but for the most part he just switch it up keep it fresh switch it up and i'm like that's what i want to do yeah play around with it yeah have that's fun amazing. with it it is that's the beauty of hanging with vets they yeah. show you a lot. So what? how was the road with Dick Gregory? Oh, that was the great, late, too. Great late, Gregory. great. And like I said, it was like night and day. Because, you know, Dick Gregory, you know, you're going to learn a lot. It's like a history lesson <sighs> and comedy show. So it was like you're learning and you're laughing. And like I say, um, oh, he was long-winded, too. He would be up there for like an hour and a half. Wow. Don't do two shows with him. You're going to be there till 2 o'clock in wow. the morning. And um, 
And I didn't talk much. I just listened, you know, because we would always ride to the shows together. But, you know, he's so feisty, too. You ask a dumb question, he'll be like, what the fuck? What type of fool is you? And it's like, oh, you don't want to ask him nothing. Because <laughs> like, I'm curious, maybe? <laughs> yeah, like, if he don't like it, he'll just make you feel like an idiot. So I was just listening. He was just, you know, he would just talk and just share shit. So it was different. But like I said, I was very, like... I was just there to just listen, soak it in. I wasn't like, well, yeah, Mr. Gregory, what about this? And so he could cuss me out. Because I've seen him do it to a lot of people who come up to me after shows and they're like, ask a dumb, well, what he thought was dumb. Uh-huh. And I said, they're just asking questions because they're curious. But he was like, get your dumb ass <laughs> out of my face. Like, you really believe that? You know, he'll be, and you'd be like, oh, nigga, I don't know. So, yeah. Wow. Um, but yeah, it, it was just nice to watch him. Now, you said on your questionnaire that one of your one of the things you struggle with in your in your comedy journey is mental health. And what do you mean by that? What did you Oh god. Um cuz I, I don't know. I'm like I think I overthink a lot of stuff like you I think I don't know. I'm not like crazy, but I do like talk to myself a lot. And um you just get inside your own head. Yeah. And it's like we all do. The stuff you <laughs> do, you know, and it's like I don't know how to explain it. So I, I, like I've never had like any episodes of shit, but I really like I, I'm warped. I like, think I'm warped. So what brain. kind of thoughts do you have? What do you mean? Because you you are a fairly nice person, like you said. I'm very nice. So are you just having to like, people, but not in my head? So not to yourself? No, not to people in my head. Oh, not to people in your head. <laughs> yeah, Got you. I think it. I think a lot of bad stuff. You think bad but stuff? But I don't say it because I'm nice. So it's like ooh, and I don't like people at all. <laughs> do not like. I hate, like, I can't say this on your podcast because I'm going to be like, oh, that bitch don't want me to come up to after the show. I do not like No, it's okay to say it. I mean, you're being honest. This is what it's about, raw like and authenticity. Not. I just want to get off stage. Don't come up to me after the show. Don't, yeah. Especially them drunk white women. Like, at, we was at the dollhouse, and that group of women was just like, oh, my God. Mm. Like, fucking amazing. Like, I mean, seriously, like, and then yeah, and then and you just, just have to be like, oh, thank you. Yeah, but, but they like, keep repeating that same thing, and it's like, dude, you've drank a lot, and I remember what's happening. You don't mm-hmm. stop, yeah. <laughs> just move back. Yeah, it does happen. Yeah, yes. and you have to just be so like, you know, oh, thank you. You know, you just because I don't ever want to be a bitch. I'm never gonna be like that old bitch. Yeah, after the show, like, get the fuck. Maybe later I have somebody do it for me that way I can just leave and do, you know, just go to the back. But right now I'm still like. Yeah. On the front line, and I still accept the, cause it's a thank you, you know I appreciate it, but it's like, get the fuck out my face. Uh, <laughs> so is that? So you say mental health is one of the biggest struggles? Is it just strictly when people are coming up to you after the show, you're having these thoughts, or is mm. it just like in general you just have these negative thoughts that you don't voice, but they're there? Yeah, probably in general. In that. general, yeah, that's crazy, right? No, that's normal. Is it? <laughs> because I'm thinking, like, if you go to hell for your thoughts, we all fucked up. Because I treat people really nice, but I don't think really nice things. First of all, <laughs> first of all, that's a bit. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm telling you now. <laughs> yeah. Write that down. Uh, if you go to hell for your thoughts, we all fucked yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I have been working on how to do it, but then within the joke, because like I say, in my head, like I'm so nice, like, but in my head, I'm so. Then that's how you do it. That's, that's so how you do mean. it. Because that's a conversation to be had. Yeah. But it's like me. You know, I don't know if you do. I don't know if you <laughs> I, see. But nobody will believe it because I'm such a nice person. You can do it, though. You can just, it's like. I mean, but that's what makes it funny. Exactly. That's what makes it funny is the fact that it just doesn't seem expected. Like what the joke I do about the white woman saying I had my baby at 13 where I'm talking into the visor. (laughs) And when I first talk into the visor, I'm like, we did that. I am so proud of you. That Mm -hmm. is so amazing. And then I say and then the reflection said back to me, (laughs) bitch, what the you know, and she goes off. But it's just showing two different sides of the coin. And I think it would be hilarious. And I get a big laugh on that because. Mm It's unexpected that this reflection is about to completely disagree with what I just said. Yeah. All right. Well, we have this final four and four, which is four questions in four minutes. So um, we're going to do that. And then we are going to head out of here because I got to pee real bad. (laughs) That's how my bladder works. That's how my bladder works. The strongest coffee, too. No help. All right. Ready and is this Go. like fire, rapid fire? Rapid fire, rapid First fire, rapid fire, rapid fire. Uh, no, you can think. Okay. Uh, if you had $10 million, <laughs> if you had $10 million, if I got you $10 million right now, what would you do with it? I would buy my mom a, a house 
my mom and my son because they live together. And um, they live together. You don't live. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I would invest in um, like a some dope comedy shit. Probably just trying to set up like a really dope ass comedy tour, and I would book like all my favorite comics, and I would host it. Nice. Yeah, make a lot of money back. That's dope. Yes. Um, if you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? Ooh, I would probably be invisible. <laughs> why? Well, I feel like because... I knew she was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> because people be on bullshit, and I just be like, to call people out on their bullshit, and I just want to sit back and see what type of bullshit they be on. <laughs> when they don't know you there. Woo! That's on the wall. Ooh, I would love it because people are crazy. Okay, but yeah, invisible. That's funny. Okay, if you can change any one thing in world history, what would it be and why? Slavery. Um, just so that we would all kind of have that same level playing field, like I said. Because black people so far, but we're not so far behind, but it's just always going to be that little stigma and racism will always exist. And people will always feel like it's a difference. But I just want everybody to kind of be equal for real. I know they say we are, but we not. And our mindset, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. we really kind of kind of warped. So I would just, like, wipe that all away and everybody. Can't make it. I ain't going to make it. <laughs> and, um, okay, and the last one is if you could tell your 16-year-old self anything about life, what would it be if you were preparing them for the life you live? Like, hey, remember this. Follow your dreams. Because I thought I had to go to school and shit, and I really didn't have to do any of that. But my dream wasn't to do comedy. But... It would just be like, do what makes you happy, you know. Do what makes you happy. Don't really worry about what other people want you to do, what you feel like you should be doing. Do what you what makes you happy, even if that's not what's going to make other people happy. So do that. Do you feel like going to school and all of that was for someone else? It was because I thought that's what I should do, oh, okay. you know. Yeah. Everybody can go to school, get an education, get a job, work yeah. for someone. You know, but no, you can... Do your own thing. Find something you're passionate about and figure out how to make money so that you can be happy with your life and not, like, working for somebody. Or, you know, sometimes you have a really nice job, but just it's just a great feeling to do what you love doing and being able to live off that. Yeah. So I would tell my 16-year-old self that and probably save a lot of student loan money. (laughs) All right. Tell the people where they can find you at and what you got coming up. Yes. You can find me on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter. My handle is JustNiche, J-U-S-T. N E S H. That's Facebook fan page and Instagram. Twitter is I am just niche because some other bitch had my name already. Um, so it's I am just niche on Twitter, but all the info is in my IG bio or on my Facebook fan page. And I have coming up. I'm starting a new Thursday night comedy show in Country Club Hills. Nice at the far Atria. Fuck, but nice. I know everything far from you because you Anderson, right? Yeah. So yeah, you far. I like am. that's crazy. But once when you like gas up and you want to come spend the night at my house, you can spend the night at my house. Like any, anytime stupid. you make that trip. Um, <laughs> but it's gonna be dope. It's like a because we didn't have any more like comedy rooms out south on Thursday night. We didn't have like they all stopped for whatever reason. Stick don't do that show no more. No, he stopped. They're doing that a long time ago. Oh, I didn't know. Um, and then I think you're like bitch it's been three years yeah <laughs> yeah that's how <laughs> you know we don't mean like right in Evanston so. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so yes it starts this Thursday actually uh, March 15th and we'll be doing it every week it'll be a weekly um, at the HM it's called Laugh Therapy Thursday y'all would y'all would have missed it because this episode comes out at the end of March okay, but then, it's cool okay but then so come when you hear it just come on Thursday just come on Thursday every Thursday every Thursday and then every Monday you can catch me at Francis um, for Manic Music Mondays uh, those are the rooms I host. And um, that's probably all I really want y'all to know. <laughs> Come follow, to that. <laughs> follow her on IG. You can know so much more. <laughs> yes. So much more. Come to my shit, okay? <laughs> and then look for my upcoming dates fly if you want to go to, like, some other shit. Well, thank you so much for doing this podcast today. I truly appreciate it. I told you you were the first person that did not have a traumatic situation happen in your life where you're yeah. not dealing with anything traumatic. Uh, and I'm trying to turn over a new leaf on a podcast anyway to try to bring more... Uh, fluff and fun to it oh, cool. where it's not just also yeah so know, traumatizing and yeah i don't mind talking about it but other people get no, weird that's interesting so. i think i think uh i think that's good to talk about yeah um, i, I think too. i'm just very blessed that i have not had anything that's like damn well i did almost die feeling sore but that's okay <laughs> <laughs> what <laughs> Yeah, I like so I don't like step on like grapes or you know. I think I do remember that. You remember I was a child, child, right? Yeah. And your 
Because I think that's how pulled we heard you out. He pulled me out. Yeah, and yeah. I, I, I don't know. By the grace of God, I was hanging on like this, like this to the edge, like a cat. So I could have died, but I didn't. See, that there we like, go. Bam. Traumatic story <laughs> for the ending. To close it she out. Could've she could have died. She could have died. By the grace of God, I'm still here. By the here. grace of God. <laughs> Thank you guys for tuning in. I really appreciate it. You know that as my <laughs> listeners, my followers, my sharers, I appreciate you guys to the utmost. Um, and check me out online. KellyHoward.com. K-E-L-L-Y-E-H-O-W-A-R-D.com. I love you guys. Kellyag. I like when you said that. Kellyag. Yeah. That was so funny. All right, guys. I'll check you next week. Bye bye. <laughs> I can't wait, 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 wait. So you said your your dad tried to kill your mom. Are we back on? You you ain't gotta say you ain't gotta put your headphones on. Oh, okay, I like to hear myself. <laughs> you like to hear yourself? <laughs> so your daddy tried to kill your mama. My dad did try to kill my mom. What she, happened? She was going to leave him, and uh, uh, my mom, like I said, she was in church three days a week. My dad was on on drugs. Like I called the whole time I was growing up. So. And he had told her that he was going to come to the church and kill her. And he was on his way because we did, we went to church in Joliet. So we stayed on That's the side. That's far as fuck. It is, right? A good thing for her <laughs> because the car. <laughs> 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 Y'all are terrible for laughing at this. So on the way to um, the church, the car broke down on the highway. My dad didn't have a license. His license was been so he ended up getting locked up, and the car got impounded. So he never made it to the church to kill your mama. To kill my mama, but she did not leave him. She did not leave him, and so a couple of weeks later, <laughs> I'm so mad y'all laughing at this. A couple of weeks later, uh, they had cooked. My mom cooked like some steak, and she was looking for the good knife. And he was like, "The, the good knife, knife. Was in, the good knife was in the car." <laughs> so that was the knife that he was gonna use to kill my mom. I'm so mad y'all is laughing at this story, but that is a true. Story. How old were you when this happened? I was, um, I was like in high school. I was like maybe ninth. Damn. Maybe ninth grade, ninth grade or tenth grade, and uh, yeah, he had burned out her clothes one time. What? Yeah, burned out her because well, we had went to stay with my sister because she was like tired of him, so we were staying with my sister, and he took all the clothes out of her closet and burned them in the alley, like everything she had. But my mama was a thrifter, so she didn't give a fuck. Right? <laughs> she she like, that shit like, cost three dollars, nigga. Combined, like, everything. <laughs> everything. <laughs> she went to half price Mondays. Everything was fifty cents. Like she didn't give a fuck. <laughs> so like she had a whole new wardrobe like that next week. Like cause she was. She thrift. went to Monday. <laughs> fifty cent Monday. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. So my daddy was like really like I grew up and everybody was like yeah you grew up your mama daddy was in the house I was like it probably would have been better if he was gone because he put her through a lot of shit. Wow. He put her through a lot of stuff, so that was that was that. But like I said, he's better now. He's in Indianapolis. He's you know whatever he's doing is just affecting him. But he's he's came a long way. He's we everybody is in a good place now. That's so. crazy. I want to thank our sponsors. She Funny, a platform created to encourage funny women of color to be empowered in their funny by offering various resources and online visibility. And also our friends here at Cards Against Humanity for their hospitality and donated studio space. I appreciate you both.